TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Evan Roberts. Tiki Barber. It's Evan and Tiki on WFAN, The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. How we all doing on this fine Wednesday in the middle of February? Evan and Tiki on the fan. There is plenty to discuss today. We'll get into the Yankees. We'll get into football. The Jets may have a perfect backup quarterback target. We'll address as the show rolls on. But I am getting sick and tired of this. I've had it up to here with some of the things that have been said on this radio station and some of the things that have been uttered on social media about my baseball team, the New York Mets. And I'm getting sick of it. And I want to address it today. Full head. Mm-hmm. Full head on, as they say. Two things can be true at the same time. All right, I think a lot of Met fans, rightfully so, weren't pleased with this offseason. They weren't excited by this offseason. They looked at this offseason as a disappointment. That can be true, along with the statement that the New York Mets this season are actually going to be good. <laughs> and I think they are going to be good. Well, what do you mean by good? I make think the playoffs. Make the playoffs. I mean, they should make the playoffs. They should make the playoffs. That's not the way they're talked about around here. They're talked around around here like they're a loser team that's going to lose 90 games, that has no chance to make it, that this season is going to be a just colossal waste of time. And by the way, making the playoffs, even in baseball today where there's an extra wild card team, is still something that as a Met fan is very exciting. Because we don't make the playoffs a lot. But I look at this team, and I can do two things at once. I can say, hey, I wish they did more. Mm-hmm. Hey, I wish they added a bat. Hey, I wish they added Jordan Montgomery. I stand by all that. But then I look at the roster as we get closer to the first spring training game and closer to opening day. And I'm not doing this to be optimistic. I'm not doing this because I want to be excited for a baseball season. I've been around here a long time watching this team. And there have been many off-seasons and many spring trainings in which I say, boy, we're going to suck this year. Boy, this is going to be a disaster this year. I don't feel that way about 2024. So to all the Met fans out there, and to the non-Met fans, and I get it, you want to crap all over the Mets, that's fine. But to my fellow Met fan, listen. We aren't that bad. This is not 2011 or 2012 or 2002 or 1992 or 1993 or 2013 or 2014 
or 2017. Like, I think this baseball team is a good team. And you want me to be specific? <laughs> Mid to high 80s, and they're in the postseason. Right, so what made you, or I guess I was going to say wake up, but I guess it probably was last night because you don't sleep. You were thinking about this, and you came in today and decided to declare that the Mets are going to be good when, of course, they should be good. They're spending $283 million on payroll A lot of that's season. dead money, and you know uh, it. Of course it is, but you know what I mean. Right? They, they spend money. Right, and they have spent money, and they have good players. I think the the challenge with the Mets coming into this season is that the expectation going into last season was enormous. This isn't and, last season. I know. Hold on. I'm just, going into last season, it was two seasons ago. It was, eh, we'll see. Steve Cohen's trying to make this thing work. Let's see what happens. And then you go and you win 101 games. Mm-hmm. And then coming into last season, it was... All right, all we got to do is grow from here. And kind of like with the Yankees, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. And you had a a sub a, a terrible year, sub 500. And it just felt like, oh, got to get rid of everybody. Let's restart this thing. This philosophy that Steve Cohen wants to, you know, buy veteran pitching. Let's trust the guys who have done it before. And that'll get us to the postseason. When, we get, when they get there, they're going to excel. Like, it was just a bad plan. Mm-hmm. And so... To trust the plan. I don't think it was that, a bad plan at well, all, by the way. Well, I'm not, I'm, 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 you can move on. No, no, it didn't work. That doesn't mean it was a bad plan. Well, if it, something doesn't work, it's a bad plan. No, that's not <laughs> really true. Because here's why you're wrong about that. Because they went in with the approach of let's go short term on starting pitching. Let's try to win in the yes, short term with veteran arms. Fine, and but it worked not for one year olds. Hold on a second. It worked in year one. It didn't work in year two. And then they cashed out by trading those veteran arms away and collecting two prospects who were in the top 100. I, and probably I a third it. in Ryan Clifford. So I get it. I, I, look, he I'll let you continue. It. I disagree with the idea that the philosophy was wrong. It just didn't work. It was it was a bad philosophy okay. to trust forty year olds to be right. able to. Right. And, and Verlander was hurt before the season Fair started. Enough. I disagree. Right? It was just a. It was a. All right, whatever. We can agree to disagree. It doesn't matter. They they didn't win. They were below five hundred. It was seven seventy five games. My, I get it. So my point is, Go ahead. we had all this belief in what Steve Cohen was going to do, and then two years ago, I was like, "Holy crap, this is going to work!" Okay, this is amazing. You got Buck Showalter. He's going to finally win a championship, and we got the perfect situation for him. Veteran team. He doesn't have to micromanage the little things. How to put your diapers on correctly. It was. We have a veteran squad. We can trust them. And the problem is health fell apart, and 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 it, it exposed yeah. the validity of that plan. Okay, and so instead of running it back again in some capacity, everybody's gone. Epler's gone. The two starting, the forty-three-year-old pitchers are gone. You, you're bringing up the young guys, and let's bring in David Stearns, mm-hmm. who's going to recreate the plan. But I don't feel like we even know what the plan is. No, I so I hear, well what the so plan I hear is. your optimism, mm-hmm. but we don't know. We don't know what we know what the short term plan is. We don't know what's going to happen with Pete Alonso. We don't know if Vientos is going to play well. We don't know what Brett Beatty's issue is. We don't know. So I hope Francisco Alvarez continues to take the steps. He didn't slash very well last year, but he was pretty damn exciting, mm-hmm. right? That I, there are so many still questions here. While it's easy to feel optimistic, it's also very easy to feel. Eh, Okay. I'm not sure. I'll tell you guys why you should feel decent about this team. Number one, you brought up last year, and I think this is the biggest problem we have. 
we keep thinking about the disappointment of last year. Last year has nothing to do with this year anymore. The Mets were coming off of a year in 2022 where they did something I had never seen in my lifetime. They won 100 games. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. It was incredible. Forget about what happened in the playoffs and the way they choked down the stretch of the year. They had arguably one of the great regular seasons of my lifetime. And it brought expectations up for last year. Last year was a disaster. And it was a disaster for a myriad of reasons. It was a disaster because their starting pitching Mm -hmm. couldn't stay healthy and wasn't very good. It was a disaster because their closer got hurt before the regular season started. It was a disaster because the depth starters who pitched so well in 22, stunk in 23. They were a disaster because Starling Marte and Jeff McNeil, who were so good the previous year, were terrible in 2023. It was a disaster because a lot of the young players they relied on last year did not perform. Now, what's changed? I'll lay it out for you. (laughs) Number one, let me start with this lineup. I think this lineup features three guys who right off the top, I know they're going to produce. And Pete Alonzo, Francisco Lindor, and Brandon Nemo. And of course, tell me when I'm telling lies. Nope. Those three guys are I, incredibly I, reliable. I cannot complain or cannot combat you on that. Well, thank you. So right off the top, I got a legitimate two and three hitter or two and four hitter, depending on how you want to line it up, and a leadoff hitter. That I feel damn good about. Right, but you had that last Hold year, on. too. I, okay, I'm just starting off <laughs> okay. with why I have confidence. <laughs> just, There's just a lot be, of reasons. Uh, okay, go ahead. It's not like I'm going in with 100 questions. I'm going in with 50 questions. Those three guys are in questions. You agree with that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Number two, Jeff McNeil was so freaking awful for the first four months last year. Now, he finished the season strong, which in a weird way is like kind of good because it yeah. gives you confidence yeah. that maybe he can build off that. But here's what I'm confident about. Jeff McNeil, we've seen a lot of good of Jeff. We've seen a lot of bad of Jeff. I'm confident that we will probably see a closer depiction of batting title McNeil than crappy McNeil. But what gives you that indication? Because I've seen more of good McNeil throughout his Met career than I've seen of bad McNeil. And to your point, he finished last year strong. So I got kind of like that glimpse of what Jeff McNeil can be. So now all of a sudden I got four guys in my lineup that I'm starting to feel pretty good about. Number five, let me get to Starling Marte, who I think is as important as anybody into the success of the 2024 New York Mets. Starling Marte was coming off a groin injury that clearly derailed his season. Yeah. Derailed it. Now, he is a year older, so is there a question around Starling Marte? Of course there is. But I can't imagine he'll be worse than what he was last year. <laughs> I can't. Just got to be available. No, Don't be worse. Just be available. I agree. And you'll be better. And so far, so good. It is spring training. A lot can happen. He's a year older. But I would believe that I have a better chance of getting a closer depiction of 22 than I get 23. And if I get the 2022 Starling Marte, all of a sudden now, I got five guys in this Met lineup that I'm looking at saying, whoa, this is pretty good. Let me continue on. Francisco Alvarez. Met fans, let's not forget that if you had to pick your best moment of 2023, your best story of 2023, it was the emergence of Francisco Alvarez. Mm -hmm. Now, he was streaky. He was inconsistent. But how many big home runs did this guy hit? Now he's got a full spring training. Now he's the everyday catcher. There's a chance Francisco Alvarez could be the guy we've been waiting for in terms of supplying protection for Pete Alonso. He's coming off what was a pretty good rookie season. I wouldn't put it in the rafters as a Hall of Fame rookie season, but it wasn't bad. That's number six. Let me continue on. The Mets are now loaded with, forget what they tell you, because I don't give a rat's ass what they tell me. 
I care how guys are viewed around baseball. When Baseball America comes out with their top prospects, when MOB.com comes out with their top prospects, guess who's on that list? Who? A few guys that could be in the major leagues before this season is done. Jet Williams, Drew Gilbert, those Luis Angel Acuna. Mike Vassell. Those are three. I'm not even high on him yet. Those Come are on, three. He's a UVA guy. That's the only one I know. I'll get to the pitching <laughs> later because that's another story. They've got three legitimate. Actually, we should probably get to the pitching right now, Evan, because there's a report coming oh, from God. spring trading. Yeah, Kodai Senga is experiencing a bit of arm fatigue. He didn't work out today. The Mets should have more information in the coming days. Continue. All right, I, I take back everything I just said was screwed. The season's over now. <laughs> just like that? <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. There's, that's that's the only detail that they give? That they That's it? Wow. That's a great start. Jeez. All right, I'll address, started two days I'll ago. address the pitching in a second. But they've got three position players who are top 100 prospects who could impact this team this season. So I think this Met lineup, which was damn good in 2022, has a chance to be even better in 2024. Right. So I'm going to stop you before you keep going. Then I'll let you continue. So the problem with the guys that you're identifying at the back end of that list, not the top, the back end of that list, the Jeff McNeils and the Starling Martes, those question marks are still going to sit in our minds until, until, we see otherwise. You can't because you can't trust that they're going to be the player that they were when they were twenty five years old. So I have to assume they're going to suck. Because no, no, based no. on your no, no, logic no, no. and say, other I'm people's saying, logic, no, if you think the saying. Mets are going to be bad, I just I'm have to saying. assume well they're going to stink. I'm not saying they're going to stink, but okay. until they're closer to what we expect them to be, you can't bank on that. You can't take that to cast this check. We know this one's going to be good, and then you talk about the prospects. It's, it, you're saying the same thing that we said about Beatty and Vientos and all these other young players that we yeah. thought were going to come they up. They didn't hit last year. They okay. didn't. So what, what makes you think that these young prospects that are behind them, younger than them, are going to come up and what do it? What makes you think and what makes you assume, and maybe it's the negativity of a disappointing offseason, what makes you assume I, that they won't? I just Like, for any question I, about, well, why are you optimistic right, about so, that, I can throw it right look, back at you and look, say, well, why do you assume look, they won't be There good? are certain players, like Ronald Acuna, who were just like, man, this dude is the he is he's the man. Juan Soto, oh, he is the he is the man. Uh, Mike Trout back in his day, he is the man. You mm-hmm. know, at twenty or whatever, when they come up, they're going to be productive. Not always, but those guys, you did okay. Well, they're not Mike Trout prospects, okay. but they're still pretty damn that. big prospects. But who could impact this team? Great, this year. But a lot of prospects struggle when they get here. Okay, and. And to your point, to what, to, just to take what you just said and apply it to what I'm talking about, none of those prospects, Jet Williams and, and Luis Angel Acuna, none of those guys are Mike Trout level. None of those guys are Bryce Harper level. They don't level. have to be. Okay, but what, Bryce Harper and Mike Trout, they came to the major yeah, but, leagues but when Jiggy, they were young Jiggy, and they dominated. Jiggy, I'm not saying it. Jet Williams is going to be Mike Trout. What I'm saying is... Part of the reason why I have more optimism than everybody else around here, apparently, and I don't think I'm being delusional. I didn't say they're going to win the World Series and win 100 games. I said I think they're a playoff team. I think they'll be in the high 80s, mid-80s. And I think, unfortunately, because of the negativity of the offseason and because of the disappointment of last year, that's the big. One. everyone just follows suit in terms of they're going to be bad. I don't think they're going to be bad. I think this lineup has a chance to be dynamic because I just laid out to you five or six guys who I feel damn good about as veteran players that will produce for me. I'm now bringing up the younger players that aren't going to even be there on opening day, but could impact winning in May and June and July. This lineup was a disappointment last year. 
It's got a chance to be really good this year. I think this lineup has a chance to score more runs than they did in 2022 when they won 101 games. And a part of that are the guys in the lineup that have proven it. And the other part is they've got real prospects and real horses on the way up. Now, does Brett Beatty need to prove a lot this season? Same with Mark Vientos? Absolutely. But here's one thing I learned. And I've learned this through Aaron Judge. I've learned this through Josh Young. Who's Josh Young? I'll bring him up a lot more later. He was the third baseman of the Texas Rangers. Pretty good as they won the World Series. (laughs) He wasn't very good a year earlier. To your point, guys don't automatically come up and perform. Right. So I'll give you that. I'm not telling you Drew Gilbert's going to come up here and be a star, but I also can't assume that because of a bad full season from Brett Beatty, well, he stinks. He's terrible. There's no chance he can perform. Why? Have we not seen young players in their second year put it all together? Of course we have. So Brett Beatty and Mark Vientos, yeah, there's a lot on them. No no doubt about it. They have to perform. All I'm saying is that for the Met fan, they are in a clear wait and see. It is not a, I'm just going to believe that all these things are going to happen. It is wait and see. For a lot of no, they're fans. not. They're not waiting. Saying they're saying they suck and they're not going to be any good this season. That's <laughs> yeah. what I've heard a lot about, and I'm here yeah. to dispel that. But, but, I'm here to tell you that stop listening to that and stop assuming that because you're mad about this offseason and mad about last year. Guess what? I'm mad about last year, and I'm even disappointed with this offseason. But you can be disappointed with the offseason and still look at the roster and say. Wow, they may actually be better than people realize. Like, those two things could occur. And by the way, here's another huge factor that I think is being minimized. His name is Edwin Diaz. (laughs) He only happens to be the best closer in the sport. He wasn't there last year. That makes a big difference. This bullpen has a chance to be really good. In fact... I think this bullpen's got more talent on paper than the Yankee bullpen. And we just all assume, well, Brian Cashman always figures out the Yankee bullpen. I'm sure it'll be fine. So I see a bullpen that has a chance to be real good. Yeah, there's some questions in it. But you know who's not a question? The best closer in baseball. Mm. Now let me get to the rotation. Because I totally understand why that's the thing that would make you say, but what about this? I get it. The Met rotation features a lot of questions this year. I trust Kodai Senga, despite this report, that he's got some soreness. Obviously, if Kodai Senga misses an extended period of time, Mm. my confidence will take a major hit. Right. Just like any team's confidence will take a major hit if your ace was going to miss time. But I look at the rest of the rotation, and here's what I see. I see Jose Quintana, who up until last year's injury, injury is issue. one of the more right. reliable pitchers but, in baseball. But you, the operative word is he has an injury issue right now. Oh, no, no. He or doesn't. He had one he last year. Last year. Okay. He, and he hasn't pitched yet, so we don't know. No, no. I'm looking at his track record. You want to talk about track records? Does he not have a track record? Of course he does. Okay. Adrian Hauser also has a track record. He is a fine back-of-the-rotation arm. He's not Shane Bieber. He's not Garrett Cole. But guess what? You don't need every pitcher in your rotation to be awesome. You need them to be competent. You mm-hmm. need them to be solid. I think Adrian Hauser can be solid. I think Sean Manaya can be solid. I think what's going to be really important, those depth guys that failed the Mets in 23, but helped them in 2022, specifically Tyler McGill, David Peterson's out till July, right. Jose Budo, Joey Lucchese, yeah, they got to be okay. Yeah. They don't need to be aces. They need to be okay. And if they're okay to go along with a lineup that I do feel good about and a bullpen that I do feel good about, again, tell me why it's crazy to think that can't win 87 games and make the playoffs. Because your number two or three pitcher is Luis Severino, who you're just hoping comes back to form. Now, I haven't look, even mentioned him yet, yeah, by the way. I know you didn't. But I'll so, get to him. So you're talking about the bullpen, and you're talking about Edwin Diaz, yeah. and, I, and I get his impact. 
But you realize that the Mets were fourth fewest in blown saves last year? Yeah. Right? They didn't, their bullpen wasn't as bad as it seemed. I never said it was bad, but it's a misnomer to think it was great because David Robertson was really good for a few months. Yeah. The bullpen changes when you have Edwin Diaz. Of course it, it does. It makes everyone better. And I assume Mendoza will use him the way Buck used him, where you can use him in high leverage spots in the eighth inning or the ninth inning, or dare I say a big out in the seventh inning. That is a weapon that no team in this sport has outside of the Houston Astros. You don't have it as a Yankee fan. The Braves, no one has it. And so I don't want to minimize that. I think the Met bullpen can be a strength along with this lineup. So we could crap all over the rotation all day. I get it. They're going to need guys to be solid and average, but that's all I'm needing. They don't need five Cy Young Award winners just because last year we thought they had a few. And just because a year before they need they had a few. The problem we're having is I don't think everyone's being intellectually honest. I think everyone's basing it on a disappointing offseason and a disastrous regular season a year before. They're not basing it on what's on the roster. I'm looking at this roster, well, and I'll tell you something else. <laughs> this is where you can't dispute it. All you baseball geeks out there, did the Texas Rangers... Coming into last year, have that better of a roster? Uh, no. Oh, no. How'd they do? Well, I mean, they did phenomenal. I'm they, sorry, what'd they do? They were phenomenal. Did they, they win the, the World Series? Of course they did. And oh, by the way, I'll tell you something else about the Texas Rangers. But they had a really, really important. They had a really good offseason last year, and they did right at the did trade they? deadline. Because I heard they added a Cy Young Award winner in Jacob DeGrom, who barely pitched. Was that really a great offseason? <laughs> well, in the theory, they did. No, I'll tell you what the Texas Rangers did. The Texas Rangers developed young players. Josh Young developed. Evan Carter developed. He wasn't even a thought going into the start of the season. And you know what else they did? And this is going to be really important. And this is on David Stearns. Do you know that half of their playoff rotation was acquired before July 31st? Mm. Jordan Montgomery wasn't on the Texas Rangers to start the year. Max Scherzer, he stinks, wasn't on the rotation (laughs) to start the year. The Texas Rangers in 2022 won how many games? I'll help everybody out. They won 65 games. 65. And then they won 90-plus. And when Jacob DeGrom went to Texas, a lot of the marks that wanted to defend everything the Mets did mocked Jacob DeGrom. They said, oh, I went to a loser franchise. He won't win anything. So a part of this is, yeah, I want to be hopeful going into a season, but I also want to be honest. And I don't want to be blinded by an offseason that's disappointed most people. I don't disagree with you. I would have done more. Big Mac's on the other side of the glass. He said something a lot for the last few weeks I agree with. They should sign Jordan Montgomery. He's right. I wish they did sign Jordan Montgomery. I've been saying that for months, too. I wish they added a bat. Would they be better if they did all that stuff? Absolutely. But that doesn't mean they stink. And I am sick and tired of hearing from my fellow Met fans and from people on this radio station and from everyone, they're bad. I don't think they're bad. I think and you ex- want to say I'm delusional? Fine, I'm a delusional hack. They're not bad. Their expectation is lowered. That's what Met fans are, get, are gearing themselves up for, a lowered expectation. Part of it is because of the lack of things that they did in this offseason, but it's also because it's very clear that David Stearns is, is waiting and seeing. He is in a clear let's holding pattern. We're going to play this thing out, and then if, we just, if we're competing, we're going to make some moves at the deadline. If not... We'll just wait and get to the postseason and or the offseason and figure out what we're doing with Pete Alonzo's of the world or whatever other moves we need to make. He's evalu- this is an evaluation year for me. That's what it feels like for David Stearns. If I was evaluating what you he's can done call so far. it whatever you want. Here's what I call it. I call it a year where the Mets can make the playoffs. And I've been on this earth for many, many years. More times than not, Tiki, I don't go into February twenty first saying this is a year we can make Last the playoffs. Last year you did. 
That's that's see that's the, you're, you're falling into the trap. Two years ago you this did. This isn't last year. But two years ago you did. Okay, this isn't the last two years. You want to compare it to 2012 and how I felt then? No, or 2011. It was, was a decade plus ago. My, who, like, who cares? It was, it's not informative. But that's my point. <laughs> my point is, stop thinking about last year. Look at Major League Baseball. Look at the National League. I'm not look looking, at this I'm roster. Not looking at next look year. who's on the team, I'm, and then tell me again they can't win 85 games. I'm just telling, like I'm the crazy. I'm one. just telling you why the Met fan, and I'm not even a Met fan, has lowered his expectation. Because going into last year, it was as high as could be. This year, it's not even close to that. Yeah, but what, that's that's what they're talking but Tiki, about. Are my they're expectations not, lower? I didn't say they win in the World Series. I said they're a playoff team. Of course. So I've got lower expectations, but I can still say I think they're a good team. Yeah. I eight, can still fight eight, back from wins. Oh yeah. Eighty-eight wins yeah. and a wild card. Yes. Behind the Braves and the and the Phillies and yes and sneaking in. Yes. And then hoping beyond hope that something good happens yeah. in the postseason. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Nothing. That's Nothing. what I think they are. Nothing. And I'm I'm getting tired of this. It's only February 21st, and the Mets are talked about like they're the 1993 Mets. They're talked about as they're the 04 Mets. They're talked about as the 2012 Mets. And let me make this clear. I've seen all the crap over the last 35 years as a Met fan. I've seen a lot of it. This team ain't that. We'll get to your calls coming up, 877-337-6666. And why my comparison to the Texas Rangers is a lot more accurate than you think. We've used a lot of Diamondbacks recently. It ain't the Diamondbacks. It's actually the Rangers. We'll explain why. Live from the Town Fair Tire Studios, powered by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like we need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through. You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Here's the other reason why I believe. I believe, damn it. Because of last year. Because of who was in the World Series. And I don't mean the Arizona Diamondbacks, Tiki. Yeah, I know. The Texas Rangers were a big market yeah. spender a year earlier when they signed Marcus Simeon. And they signed Corey Seager. And right. they built this core partially through free agency. And they obviously continued it last year, too, by adding Nate Evaldi yeah. and adding DeGrom. They were coming off a 94-loss season. They were coming off a year in which their core, if you will, was Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon and Nathaniel Lowe mm-hmm. and Adolis Garcia. And coming into last year, I would put my core up against that core. I think the Met core is better. 
And not only that, they had a young third baseman named Josh Young who, when he had a chance to play in 2022, wasn't very good. And what happened in 2023? He was damn good. And I'll give you another comparison that fits. On opening day last year, the Texas Rangers had a designated hitter. And their designated hitter is a journeyman. He's a guy who's bounced around baseball. His name is Brad Miller. Kind of similar to the way we view the Met DH spot now. And then guess what happened as time evolved? He wasn't the DH anymore. (laughs) And they called up a prospect named Evan Carter. Not the next Mike Trout. Not the next Bryce Harper. And Evan Carter was batting third in the playoffs for the Texas Rangers. And they made additions at the trade deadline. They went out and got Max Scherzer. Are you confident? They went out and got Jordan Montgomery. <laughs> Are you confident all that's going to happen for the Mets? I think that all of that that I just described is not that far off from what the Mets are. Mm. Like, obviously, yes, Tiki, the Mets are going to need things to go right for them. Just like the Yankees are going to need things to go right for them. Yeah. But I don't think, because, dude, what I mean by those old years, and I know when you hear that, you're like, why would you bring up 2012? <laughs> right, I don't even care. <laughs> I want to tell you why, and it'll make sense. Because there have been seasons in which you have to really talk yourself into why you're going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, there are things I've got to talk myself into with the 2024 New York match. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. But I feel like I have to talk myself into less stuff than I have in the past. Because I've got good players on this team. And I think that's being forgotten. Yeah, there, I mean, you can't dispute the the, the level of player that the Met has. E- even the, the prospects, the ones that didn't play well a year ago. They're still good players. It's just a matter of figuring out how to play on this level. And so it's one thing to be optimistic. It's another to think that all of a sudden you're a playoff team and you can go far. And for most Met fans, they just don't believe it yet because of all the expectation for the last couple of years, right? You get to the postseason, you're supposed to do well, you get bounced uh, by the Padres. Last season, it was a complete and utter disaster where it felt like you're too highest-paid players in the history of the organization are just running away as fast as possible, one of whom went and won a championship, even though he didn't really do anything. Hmm. But it just it it doesn't feel the same as this, this like, ramp-up that Steve Cohen had them going on by spending money and putting themselves in contention. Because and so now it just feels like, all right, we got David Stearns. Yeah, we like this guy, I think, but we have no idea what his plan is. But you're explaining... Everything that's wrong. And I appreciate you doing it. But I'm just telling you why the Met fan feels the way that they feel. They're looking at the wrong things. Like, you can't base what you think a team is going to be based on how you feel about the offseason. And you know what taught me that lesson? 2015. I'll never forget it. Late in the 2014 season, it was another lost season for the Mets. I was sitting with my now wife, and I looked at her and said, I think this team's going to be good next year. Mm -hmm. And she said, what what is that based on? (laughs) And I said, I just feel the young coming. I feel the young players coming. You're starting to see, like, those signs of that. And if they can go out and make good additions during the offseason, I'll feel even better. They didn't do that that offseason. Literally, they added Michael Kadire. Guys remember that, Mets fans? (laughs) They did nothing. They added Michael Kadire. And I remember going into that season saying, I still feel good, even though I'm really <laughs> disappointed that they should have done more. Right. Those two things can work together. And that, and so that's what you feel right now. That, they, that they should have done more, because yes. clearly they should yeah, have. I right? think they should have done, yeah. Should have yeah. done more. They didn't, but they had good players. Yes. But they have good players like they did in 2015. I can see the path to 88 wins. All right. And 88 wins gets you to the postseason. And yeah, as we saw last year, maybe things go right. Come October, once you're there. But I think the mistake we're making is stop using the Diamondbacks as the example. I've been doing that. It's not them. It's the Rangers.
They're the team we should use as an example because they're the high-spending team whose core was pretty good going into last year coming off a 68-win season. They were the team that needed the youth additions and performances of Young and Carter to put them over the top. They're the team that went from 68 wins to 90 wins. They're the team that won the World Series last year. And when I look at the Rangers and I look at my team, I got to tell you, I don't think it's that different. (laughs) In fact, there are some areas where I think the Mets are better. All right. I'm just saying. You got to see. Now let's hear from the Mets fan. First of all, Lugie, uh, I I have no idea what this guy thinks. So a part of me thinks that headband you're wearing right now is a little too tight here, Evan, because I hear you (laughs) on the fact that the expectations are very low. It looks good, though. It looks great. Thank you. The expectations are low for a reason. The offseason, let's be honest, has been a fart and a win. It's not been very good. They've signed basically 45 guys to a one-year contract. I, for one, am not excited, but I'm willing to be a little optimistic. I will give you that. I am optimistic that they are going to have a nice year, but I already see this injury with Senga, and those little nerves start to set in where I go, oh, my God, is this Edwin Diaz of a year ago? So I'll I'll go a little bit halfway with you, Ev, on the optimism. I'll tell you this right now about Senga being injured, if that's true, because the report you read is that he's feeling some soreness. Is that what they said? Yes. Fatigue or soreness? So I have a 30-second clip from Mendy. We could maybe play it later where Tiki can interpret it. I have listened to it. Evan, you have not, and perhaps we to play the game, he gets asked about it or what's going on with him. I we- tell you off the Hello, top, Mindy. I tell you off the top why this could be good news. Oh, why? No, I'm being dead serious, and I said this to you yesterday in passing. I said why Scott Boris will win. Oh yeah, is that guys are yeah. going to get hurt inevitably? Somebody gets hurt, and when pitchers get hurt, and I'm not rooting for it, but when guys get hurt, teams react. Jordan Montgomery makes sense for the New York Mets. He made sense for the Mets three months ago. He makes sense for the Mets today. And he makes sense for the Mets not just because he makes their rotation better this year, but because that's a nice, reliable arm to have for the next few years. You don't want to be reactionary. But if Kodai Senga really is going to miss time, that could move Steve Cohen and David Stearns, who I do not believe are punting this season, to say, eh. Right. Let's, let's Maybe see. we should have Jordan yeah. Montgomery. Let's and if that's the case, then my Ranger comparison is even better. And you know what the Mets also have going for them? A lot of the players on the team are motivated. A lot of the players are playing for contracts. So you have a motivated locker room. Let us go to Sonny and Malvern. Good to hear from you, Sonny. How are you? Hey, guys. Good to hear from you. What's Thank up? You. How are you? Good, Good, man. Evan, I got to admit, very, very refreshing hearing your positive outtake on this. All during the football season, all I heard was negativity about you know, um, the Jets, so it's good to hear your positive outlook. I actually, I actually happen to, and I never hardly agree with you, but I agree with you. I like your perspective. I think there's no reason the Mets can't win um, 85 uh, games. I don't understand people's perspective on this. Obviously, it's because of last year and because of their, you know, their not being aggressive during the um, offseason. Right. But that, that core, they have a history of being great players, and there's no re- and that's like saying that Marte was a big part of this. So there's no reason if they continue their history, they can't be a solid team, Evan. So I, I thank you for being positive, and hopefully well, you know, the Mets fans can be positive because thank I you, want to go to City Field. I want to no, see the I Mets this you. summer. I don't. I don't know. I totally agree. I don't know if Tiki has formed an opinion quite yet about me, whether I'm negative or I'm positive. Because whatever you say, I would disagree with. I don't think I'm negative or positive. Yeah. I think I just am what I, I am. Think, I think you're reactionary. You when when you see something that makes you positive, then you're positive. When you see something that makes you feel negative, you're negative, right? You're kind of both. You know what I mean? I am both because I'm not always positive. I'm not always negative. There have been right. seasons. Uh, 
Ads for Philly. Where the hell did that come from? What is it? What, the, what is that? What's the point of playing that right now? What a turncoat you are. Jeez, is because I'm wearing a headband that makes me look like Bryce Harper? <laughs> Which is what the architect said to me today. Right. Our boss says, you look like Bryce Harper today. I was like, I don't want to hear that compliment. <laughs> no, I, I'm reacting to how I feel. Now, I don't think this is reactionary because there's nothing from this offseason that would make me jump and say, wow, we're going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. It's more sitting back, looking at my team's roster, thinking about this season, thinking about last season, thinking about the National League, and thinking about baseball in 2024. And when I put it all together and I take the emotion of being disappointed from this offseason and I put it aside, I can say, well, I think we could actually be pretty good because that's the issue Met fans are having. They can't compartmentalize. 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 Compartment. Say compartment. Compartment. Compartmentalize. Compartmentalize. They can't carpamentalize. <laughs> no, no, no. They can't carpament. <laughs> say compartment. Compartmentalize. There you go. Yeah, I got it. All you got to do is say compartment. <laughs> they can't separate the two, which is I'm disappointed in this offseason. Oh, wait, they actually can be good. Yes. Those two things can be true at the same time. David is in Whitestone. Good afternoon, David. Yes. Hello, guys. Gentlemen, how are you? Um, Good. Sometimes, Evan, I I like you, Evan. Sometimes you drive me crazy. But today, mm-hmm. today, I'm a believer. And, <laughs> you know, but the reason the reason why, you know, I'm I'm always very positive, uh, optimistic going into a season. I always try right. to be, no matter what year. I've been a Met fan since you know I've seen Seaver pitch back in the day. You right. know, um, but when it comes to what the Mets have, first of all. Nobody's talking about Alvarez right now, mm-hmm. who I think can call a great game. And I think he could be probably the the bopper behind uh, um, Alonzo eventually, yeah. where if he can continue that, that strong stroke he has, uh, sending it over the wall, I think, that's, uh, I think that's a big piece. And also, I like what Tiki said about the bullpen he brought up uh, last year, that they didn't, go, they didn't give up a, a no. lot of leads. So, and I think you only improve on that when you get Diaz back right here. Of course. Um, so I think you have a, I think you have a lot of positive things going into the year. Well, the Mets um, have a chance. Here's the thing, Dave, and I think this is the other thing that's weird. The Mets' menu to success in 2024 is very different than what it was in 2022, and that's odd. Because I think in 2022, when you looked at why and how they were successful, you saw a lineup that was top five, yep. but you also saw a really good starting pitching staff. That's not the only formula to being good in 2024. If the Mets score a lot of runs, which I think they have a chance to do, and they have a really good bullpen, which I think they have a chance to really have, you can be good with an average rotation. In fact, why don't we play the Ranger game again since the Rangers are so much fun? And I don't mean the hockey team who had a great night last night. I give them a lot of credit for bouncing back after their Stanley Cup win and the parade and all the celebrations. <laughs> fat, fat, fat. And they beat a good hockey team last night, so I commend the Rangers. But last year, the Texas Rangers team ERA was very average. Very average. They did not have a top five rotation. Mm-hmm. They did not have a top five ERA. That's not what they were. What they were is they scored a lot of runs. So I think it's weird, especially as Met fans, based on what you thought of the last few years, and even their history, the history of having Doc and Tom yeah. Seaver and having these top rotations, they could be good without having a top rotation. Right. Just That's be able to table. Just be able to score runs. And if Starling Marte is healthy and if – uh, some of these young players hit, or Francisco Alvarez takes the you know the proverbial next step, then, then they'll score runs. Yes. They just got to get healthy, or stay healthy, I should say.
Mike is in Elmont, New York. How are you, Mike? Hey, what's up, guys? I just, Evan, you're the voice of reason today. Thank you for that monologue. It, Thank you. It was great to hear. Yeah, um, I agree with pretty much everything you say. And Tiki, you're right. Mets fans, they have lower expectations, and it's better for us. Real Mets fans know that we're the big, we're, we're the little brother. We have to play that role. And, <laughs> right. It's you like know, you're scarred a little bit. Right. It's like you're scarred yeah, a little man. bit. Yeah, I'm scarred. I, I've seen, man, 2007 really scarred me. 2000, all, that, mm. all those. Two, six, seven, Ugh. eight. Oh, uh. oh my God. Uh. Anyway, um, <laughs> you know we have we have young talent, and and like like the other caller said, I'm I'm like Alvarez is the X factor this year for me. But I mean, I expect him to hit. But really, I think his defense is going to be and his leadership. Like, I think it's. I, I really think he's a sleeper. I yes. really, really think. He, I think he could be. Uh, an all-star this year, put it that way. I think I, he has potential for that. I think that when you are a good team in baseball, and I remember saying this about the Yankees last season coming in and about the Mets coming in, and it obviously didn't work on both ends. One of the keys, and it's really boring to talk about sometimes, is you need your young players to actually be good. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Texas Rangers got that last year. The Arizona Diamondbacks got that last year. So look, if you're going to tell me, hey, Evan, Brett Beatty sucks, Mark Viento stinks, Drew Gilbert's not really any good because I scouted him down in the minor leagues. Luis is never going to get up here. Jet Williams is too tiny. And all those guys aren't going to perform. Then you're right. The Mets won't be good. But their young players performing, yeah. that's why teams excel. That's how a big part of why Texas went from 65 wins to a world championship. Well, eventually, you, you have to have that because you can't just keep buying veteran talent. Right. You just can't do it. Or you it's, can, but you need to do the mix like Texas did. Yes. They had the mix. Right. It, well, and if you don't, it's not ever going to be sustainable, right? You can't do it on veteran deals and then because you get one year and then who knows what's going to happen. For instance, Starling Marte, he's 35 years old, right? Right? How much longer is he going to be even viable? Right. right? I hope because he's a great looking athlete that it's longer than, than say, most people, but you just never know. Right, and so you you have to have these young guys come up. The the thing the Mets can't do, and this pissed me off last year, and a lot of Mets fans last year, is that Billy Epler was so afraid to call up his young players. It took forever for them to call up their young players. In 2024, they can't do that. Like I haven't mentioned Harrison Bader's name. Harrison Bader is a fourth outfielder, and while I appreciate Harrison Bader's loyalty to our show, clearly he's growing that red beard out out of loyalty to me and Pete Alonso, and I appreciate that. I want to say to the master himself. <laughs> Thank you very much for that loyalty. But the truth is, the master's a fourth outfielder. And we know that. And that's okay, by the way. There's, no, there's nothing bad about that. He's going to start the year in center field. He's going to glide around making great plays in center. He'll probably get hurt. He's probably not going to hit a lot. His mouthpiece is going to distract us. And then at the right time, you got to call up Drew mm-hmm. Gilbert. You yeah. got to call well, up Jet Williams. You got to call the kids up because for me to be right, that the Mets are going to surprise everybody and be a good baseball team, those young players that are top 100 prospects have to come up and they got to perform. I think what gives you hope that that's actually going to happen is the fact that David Stearns is your general manager. Because mm. that's what David Stearns has been forced to do in, other, in his previous stops. Because they're small market. He can't buy the veteran. He has to hope that they develop these young kids and bring them up. He has to. Let's go to Steve in Newark, New Jersey. What's up, Steve? Evan, I mean, my ears are bleeding from what you're saying today. You are so delusional. You <laughs> take anything to sound positive. It's the same old. It's you and the you and the whole Jets thing all year. 
Aaron Rodgers went down. Positive, positive, positive. They're going to make the playoffs. Going to make the playoffs. When everybody knew they weren't going anywhere. Even Sal. Sal waved the white flag last week. Mr. SNY himself waved the <laughs> white flag. Like, dude, the Mets are going nowhere. That's stupid, though. You think it's smart to give up? Verlander last year. You think it's smart to give up? How can you give up now? And we're, you guys thought you were going to the World Series. Are you? What happened with that? Are you? Are you a Mets fan have by chance? Nobody. Are you a Mets fan by chance? I am a Yankee fan. Oh, gee, okay. <laughs> well, guess what? I, I appreciate your opinion. I do. But don't tell well, me to wave the white flag. Why would I do that? Your opinion, Evan. Evan, well, just one more thing before you go. Go ahead. Me. That's fine. Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I understand the Yankee fan wants to laugh at me. That's okay. <laughs> Look, here's what's funny. Our first caller of the day said I was too negative about the Jets. Now right. you're telling me I was too positive about the Jets. Oh, no, no, Jets, about Jets, the Jets, Jets during Jets, the Jets. season. I wasn't positive about the Jets during the season. Here's what the I Jets was. are winning, no problem. I was excited about their first win after Aaron Rodgers got hurt. That's what you hold against me. But after that, I said over and over again, Zach Wilson's things, I thought this defense would be able to overcome it and they could win eight or nine or ten games and sneak into the playoffs. But is that really being super confident? So I'm calling it like it is. There have been many Met seasons I've gone into thinking, this team stinks and we've got no chance. I don't feel that way. And just because other Met fans are going to give up and other Met fans don't think they're any good, it's not going to change how I feel. I think that Met fans are beaten. They're beaten by what happened last year, and they're beaten by what I admit was a disappointing offseason. And so they can't get past those two things. I'm able to because I realize that a lot of times one thing doesn't lead to the other. 2015, like I said, is a great example, Teak. They added Michael Kadire. Mm-hmm. And they won the pennant. Ask yourself how they did it. Ask yourself. Well, Evan, how'd they win the pennant? I'm going to tell you how they won the pennant. Their young players performed. Right. And they made a massive trade on July 31st. That's how the Mets won the pennant. Their young guys performed, and they made an incredibly impactful trade on July 31st. Can those two things I just described happen to the New York Mets in 2024? Of course. Of course, they better. Well, they better. I'm going to be pissed off. But I think the perception from a lot of Met fans is that they are punting on the season. That's a word you'll hear they, a lot perce- and have heard. Okay, perception isn't reality. Sometimes it is. But you can continue to say something over and over again, and you can say it in an echo chamber and have people repeat it. That doesn't mean it's true. You know what I mean? Like, again, you can say something over and over again and have it like, see, they're doing that. Right. They're, it doesn't make it reality. I hear you, Ev, but I remember about a month or two ago you said, well, based on the moves they've made this offseason, they're going to add another bat. So far, G-Man Choi, Luke Voigt, they haven't added that bat. I wanted them to add another bat. And well, they what haven't have I yet. said that so they my haven't point is, done is that the things I wanted? If you're going with the punting perception, you'd be more on the right side now than the side of the optimism. Well, now, that can change so over the next couple weeks. So let me respond to the dumbest thing I've heard on Sports Talk Radio, which is the Mets are punting. Let me respond to that. Just get it out of the way. Why would you spend so much money in one season on one-year deals if you were punting? Hmm. Like, if you were punting, you know what you would do? You would say, I'm not going to sign Luis Severino. I'm just going to put Tyler McGill in the rotation. I'm not going to sign uh, Sean Manaya and pay him $12, $13 million. I'm just going to put Jose Budo in the rotation. Like, if you're going to punt, you're just not going to spend any kind of money. Why would you spend that money when you've already had a huge payroll? Like, that doesn't... 
It's a contradiction. But again, when but, you repeat something well, over and over again and people just repeat it and agree with right. you, we all think that we're saying something that's true when it's not true. The only reason it makes sense is because you're not you're not committing. You're not you're not punting, but you're not committing as well. Okay, those are it's, that's it's, fine. It, they're two different things. Yes. But they kind of come across as the same. How yeah, about but, how about this? But, but they're not. I, I know they're not. Like of you don't drop. Not. Look, I don't think thirty million dollars on trying, starting pitching right, and punt. That doesn't make any sense. They are trying to win games. There's no doubt about that. They're not racing to the bottom before the season ever starts. Some teams do that. Correct. The Mets are not doing that. It shows you how locked in our bubble we are. If you think the Mets are punting, you don't pay attention to baseball because you don't see real teams that punt. What I'll about, show you real teams that punt. What about? I'm going to show you them. It's going to bore everybody to that, so I'm not going to do it. But if you think the Mets are punting, pay attention to real baseball teams that punt. <laughs> what okay. about this football analogy? It's third and 15. Instead of doing a draw or throwing it deep, they're throwing a screen pass. If we get the first down, great. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Yes. yes, That's how the Mets are treating this. That's if fine. we win that this year, what it great. Like. So we're not punting. We're throwing a screen pass. If you can break a couple that's tackles, fine. great. I, I don't mind and that so analogy. They're, they're not punting. They're screening. Okay, but you started by <laughs> saying they were punting. So I'm telling no, you no, how no, stupid no, no, no. that is. I'm not. He I'm said not, Met fans think that they are. Okay, I'm telling you that. That's a stupid point. That's all I'm telling you. Well, we don't call people stupid. It's a stupid Unformed. point. Not that they, they're stupid. I didn't say they're stupid. I said it's a stupid point. You call people fat, now you call people stupid. Now we got to apologize to all the stupid people. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of I can apologize to myself sometimes. <laughs> Why are we using football analogies now to describe everything that happens in baseball? Yeah. People, like, people don't understand baseball. This is New York. <laughs> this is one place where I thought everybody understood baseball. We used to be in a world in which... We would use baseball analogies yes. to describe everything. Yes. Like, hey, how come Brees Hall only had six touches? Well, he's on a pitch count. <laughs> a pitch count? We're talking baseball. We'll come right back and get back to your calls, 877-337-6666. That is the toll-free telephone number. And also, and also, the New York Yankees are facing a major, major question. It'll be like the irresistible force versus the immovable object when mm. it comes to Juan Soto and Aaron Boone. I'll explain it a little bit later. Plus, we got a lot of football to get to as well. Evan and Tiki on a very busy Wednesday. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 